you had time. You know, the peloton wasn't coming down on you. You had a few minutes back and you sort of got the call. You looked across at the board. You saw there was quite a lot of time and the emotions started rolling in. And I guess, especially at 1K to go, you had enough time to really go, I've got this in the bag. You could sort of coast in. And as you can see from the footage, the emotions really did come in and actually sort of brought a tear to my eye. I was like, you were you know, crying as you went across the line. I was like, wow, it meant a lot to you. What was that last K or I don't know how long before you sort of knew I've got this in the bag? What was that like? <laughs> oh, I'm starting to tear up now. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, this something I'll never forget. No. Or all the hard work, and you know, it just it pays yeah. off for moment, moments like that. And also, really, I didn't really realize it until a K to go where things really started to set in. And uh, mm. and then I just I just knew that my parents would be at home watching. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, it was it was something I'll never forget. And it's just like all these emotions started going through my through my head and like flashbacks. You know, always mm. like training at home with dad after school, you know, and him following me in the car, doing motor pacing or traveling with me everywhere to the races. And I was just, I had my parents in my, in my head. And yeah, it was, it was pretty special. Welcome everyone, welcome back. Well, that was just a little snippet from the episode that I recorded with Heinrich Hausler last week. The full episode is over at the Cycling Podcast. It's a blockbuster episode, so make sure you get across and have a listen to that one. But for now, this is another year, another season of Talking Luft. This week, I've got Heinrich Hausler on board. A nice little episode for you. Some new questions this year. Some of the old ones still there as well. Got about 15 questions in total. So great feedback from last year. So I thought, you know what? We'll keep it rolling. This is your first time listening to Talking Luft. This is our little breakaway series from my normal episode that is now over at the Cycling Podcast. Make sure you go back and check that episode out and then come and check this one out or vice versa. Listen to this, then go across and listen to that. Looking ahead this year, things are going to keep rolling on as planned, as they were before. I've got Lara on board to help me out. I've got the Cycling Podcast helping me out over there. And we're still going to be pushing out these talking loves. So once again, sit back and enjoy and send in your feedback. Love hearing from you all. And let's just start off with this week's episode, Hino Talking Luft. All right, well, let's get into it. Here we are, Heino, Heinrich. Welcome to Talking Luft, my man. Let's get straight into it. I'm talking caps. I'm talking cycling caps. How do you wear yours, Heino? Well, to be honest, um, caps have only just started to come back in, kind of, come back in the style. It used to be a big thing when I turned, turned, turned pro, like when I was back down in 2005. Because uh, you were still allowed to 
kind of train without a helmet. So you always wore a cap. Mm. And um, so, so obviously it's kind of come back in the last couple of years and uh, always, you always have it in, the, in your back pocket in case you stop at a coffee or, or to get, stop for a, for a piece of cake or something. Then uh, you take the helmet off, put, uh, pull your cap out, and then just uh, uh, sit it on and just, I don't know, it's got style. It just looks cool. So, well, yeah, that- a little bit a little bit higher, not like tight on, not tight on the head, just slightly half-half. Like, kind of, it's hard to describe, like, just like, <laughs> high, like yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Do you have the brim up, the brim down? Do you have it backwards? Brim, brim, brim up, brim up. Always. On the front, brim up, yeah, always. It's just, I don't know. Sometimes it might look a little bit uh, stupid for other people that have no idea about cycling, but for us cyclists, it's uh, it's just, I don't know, just uh, it's, it's style. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you did speak about it just then. If you could have raced in the time without a helmet, what would you have done? Would you have been like, you know, um, you know, Museo with a sausage helmet going across the cobbles? Or would you have been Taffy with a cut hat going across the cobbles? Or maybe even take it back a few years and would you have been like a Sean Yates with a headband? I, I have to admit, I'd be one of those guys with a headband. Yeah, I like it. Finally. Yeah. Because uh, back in the day, before I turned pro, when I was living uh, back in Codpors, there a lot of pros came from that area, and, and um, they would always come back in the winter to train in Codpors, do the long, uh, do the long, uh, get the cajun legs, do the long hours on the flat roads, and uh, they would always wear the headbands, and there was just something that stayed in my mind. And as soon as I got turned pro. Always on my rest days when I just go for a coffee ride, it was we we call it at the place was called Borg, the mm. little town. We'd say Borg, uh, Baker, and Back, so the three Bs. And on this day, we would always wear headbands. So oh. yeah, it's definitely had the headband. I love it. Finally, out of all the talking loofs, you're the first headband wearer, and that would be the answer to my yeah, question. Yeah. So I like it. We're very good. All right, tell me about your um, favorite kit, favorite team kit or favorite team. So it's a combination question. You could be the same team or you could really like the team but not really like their kit or you could just go, I love their kit and also I love their team. Specify the year or the era. Uh, that's a really good question. There's a few few kits that I've got in mind. Uh, I don't know why, probably... Because um, I grew up as an Inverell. Scott Sunderland was uh, the first pro cyclist from Inverell. And he was riding back in the day for TBM. Mm-hmm. And he'd always come back uh, to Australia around the Christmas time. And, like, you know, you'd, back then, you'd do the Christmas carnivals around Inverell, Tamworth, or up in Brisbane, or sometimes even go back down to Victoria. But from for, for some of those Christmas carnival races up around New South Wales, Scott would come back and race and, you know, he'd, he'd uh, raffle off some of his kit uh, or, you know, just like the, 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 the socks or the gloves and the caps. It was just like, and as a little kid growing up, it, that was something that, I don't know, you just, you, you absolutely wanted. And that, that's, that's a kit that has always stayed in the back of my mind. I don't know why, probably just because I grew up at a young age knowing that, that kit and, you know, I remember getting stickers mm. And stuff from him, and then I'd, I'd go back home and put it on the door or put it on the wall, and you know it was like. So definitely TBM. 
Uh, and another one, I don't know why, but uh, Fasa Bortolo is always... Oh, yeah, uh, me too. Also, like uh, kind of just kind of old school style Italian. Yeah. Uh, those, those are two kids that are stayed, stayed in my mind from the back in the day, but I don't also don't want to sound cheesy just because I wrote for the team. But for me, obviously also the, the solo test team, the kid, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was also pretty cool. Matt, I said favorite all time kit, not like, give me a top 10, pick one of the three. What's, what's the <laughs> yeah. Okay. Team? So, Savella test team. Okay, good. We got there yeah. finally. All right, favorite race. Oh, Paribay. Easy. Simple. Crosswinds or mountains? Oh, crosswinds. Beautiful. Training or racing? Racing. Are you a coffee coffee stop guy when you go out training? A hundred percent. Yes. What do you get when you stop? Do you get something sweet? Do you get something savory? Tell me what you get. Do you get you know a bit of schmun cooking? Uh, always a piece of cake. Just because in Germany they have absolute great uh, bakers, and uh, always, always, always uh, one or two coffees. So start off with a flat white, then one or two espressos afterwards, and always with a piece of cake or something sweet, a little bit of pastry. Like I said, they have really good bakeries in, in Germany, so always something beautiful. Just because you can afford to, you know, you're burning the calories, so you may as well go for it. What coffee do you drink always? You like you said, then you start with a flat white and then have espressos. Is that how you start your day? What what sort of coffee man are you? Milk before twelve, or it doesn't really matter for you. You just popping off like a a milk drink just before you go to bed. Well, just because I drink so much coffee, I I I, I like to not to drink too much milk, and uh, so I'll start off with one or two um, flat whites, and anything more than that will always be espressos. Mm, nice. What's your favorite drink, your poison? Like, what's your go-to drink? I remember a few years ago, late at night, you and I drank a beautiful bottle of Burgundy out in the desert of Qatar. Now, are you a Burgundy man? I'm actually, a, I'm a real big fan of red wine, yeah. That's yeah. something, uh, definitely once I stop my career that I'm going to definitely really enjoy. Perfect, I like it. I thought you might have said... Um, the Riesling, you know, down in uh, Germany there, they do a good Riesling. Yeah, they do, they do. But um, I'm definitely, especially coming from Australia, I like it. I don't know, it sounds weird, but I really like it, like a strong dark red. Uh, yeah, just, uh, I mean, yeah, it also depends what, ti- what time of year it is and what meal you're having, but I definitely, I'm a big fan of red wine. What's your um, favorite training loop? Training load. Mm, training loop. Like, where do you, what's your favorite loop? You know, you think in the back of your mind, you know what, I really just love that loop. It could be like that loop you did back in Inverell. If you could go there right now, ride down there, go with Scotty, or maybe it could be in Germany. <laughs> Actually, yeah, now that you say it, um, obviously, uh, spoke about growing up in Inverell, going out training with my old man after school, and like, those were an absolutely amazing bonding experiences, you know, always going out training after school with the old man and just training, but also just spending time with him talking about mm. stuff. So definitely back in Inverell, the people, if they, if they're listening, uh, they'll know the loop. So you go out past Inverell and uh, towards Glenness and you've got this 40 K loop. 
then uh, you go up. It's called a it's called a climb called Dodds Hill, <laughs> and on top of that, you turn around and come back. Uh, it's only about thirty five k, but oh, and 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 times when I go back to Australia or back to Inbrell, I just go I go and do that loop. I go and do that climb, and all these memories just come like come back like a flashback, and it's just it's it's amazing. So yeah, definitely, that's that that'd be my favorite loop if I could go back there and do it now. How long's Dodds Hill? Oh, mate! Now, now, now I'd probably go up there with one leg. But back then, when I was when I was a little junior, I, could, I remember my when, the first time I went up there, um, I only had a fixed gear. Yeah, and uh, I was going from one side to the next just to get up it. But it's only it's, it's like four hundred meters. You could probably not as steep, but you could probably compare it to the same as uh, Puttersbeck. Okay. Oh, steep. Oh, not as steep, but that length. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your um, best bike all time? You've ridden a few bikes over your career, and uh, maybe it's not a team bike. Maybe it's another bike you've picked up along the way, or a bike that you want to get. What is going to be Hino's bike if you could just have it right now, forever? To be honest, one hundred percent honest, I'm really, really happy with the, the new bike from Merida, the Reactor. It just came out last year, and. Um, yeah, it's just I'm super happy with the handle of it, how stiff it is, and just the aerodynamics. Mm. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really. I don't need a light bike. I don't, but um, I want a fast bike because uh, I want to be fast on the flats. I want when I do a sprint, I want it to be stiff. I want the power to go forward, and um, I'm, I'm super, and I've also worked a little bit with Merida. You know, they they before the bikes are released, I'll test out a little bit and this is one bike because i mean there's you know we've been given bikes pretty much all our whole career and bikes are super expensive they're mm. actually super expensive and it's actually if i did stop cycling it's actually a bike that i would buy nice well there you go now this is a new question and you're very aware of this when we're in the bunch and you're in that single file and you're just hanging on. And all you can do every so often is apart from look at that wheel in front of you is look up and see the guy's ass right in front of your face. And everyone's aware of this, whether in a race in the crosswinds in Paris or whether they're in some bunch riding down Beach Road, you look up and you see the guy's ass in front of you. And what do you do? You read whatever's written on the back of his nicks. So if you could put your own slogan or billboard plaza on the back of someone's nicks for everyone to read what would you put on there because i've seen some pretty funny ones over the days like and i'm not sure if you're aware of this team from holland that used to be or probably still is sponsored by baby dump and i think they had something written on the back of their nicks something like you need to go you need to go and get some baby dump or something like that and i just couldn't get that out of my head in this race i was just like are you are you serious you know because in in dutch it was a different slightly different translation but um what what are you going to get on the back of your nicks if you could slogan something on there oh i'm gonna have to come back to you on that one give us give us a little bit all right we'll come back to it i'll get back to you yeah you might you might think of it now question 12 Right, question 13, we've got 15 questions. Question th- 13 is, it's a war story. We trialled this out last year with Sam Bewley 
and we're going to name it Gruppetto Stories. But then I started to realize not everyone spends time in the Gruppetto, and the Gruppetto isn't what it used to be. So then we changed it to War Stories. Everyone's got a war story, a story from out there. When you've been out there one day and stuff didn't go right, or stuff didn't stuff did go right, it's just one of those days that you speak about. It just comes to your mind whenever you go, oh, yeah, you remember that day in the Giro when whatever, you know, Mitch had to stop and he had to, you know, pull his nicks down and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's that kind of story. What, what's your war story, Hino, that comes to mind? <laughs> there it is. Uh, oh, look, to be honest, I've... Uh, I haven't had, I've had a lot of bad days on the bike, especially in the Gepetto and especially in Grand Tours, but they haven't been that, that super, super bad. Uh, the only one story that I can remember was in 2009. I can't remember if it was a stage 18 or stage 19 and finished on top of Mont, Mont Ventoux. So, um, the, 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 we didn't have much time to get to the finish because it was only one climb. It wasn't like we'd done four or five thousand meters. Mm. And I, I crashed. I crashed the day before, so I just had open skin everywhere. And then I started to get because you're already in the third week of a Grand Tour, your body's already on the limit anyway. You're just absolutely fatigued. And I started to get fever just because my open, you know, open wound. Your body's just totally finished, and it's just somehow trying to recover. Yeah. And I just could not even pushed 250 watts i was the first guy dropped on the bottom of the climb and i just i i i almost started crying because you you also want to make it to paris you know and that was the last stage the next day was only a flat stage then a tt stage and then you're already in paris and yeah. then I, I just was and that was also the stage i wanted uh, uh, the i want to stage that so um and yeah i just remember getting dropped and yeah, then it's you, you go through these mental games. You just try and get yourself to the finish, but you, you also you just don't have the power anymore. And I remember just like mm. almost crying and just just dead. Made it to the finish. Couldn't even I couldn't couldn't even be. I wasn't even happy. I was just I was sit, like just sitting on the ground, just coughing and just just miserable. Just like yeah, you just almost you 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 almost like kind of like if I died now. I wouldn't care because you're absolutely so on the limit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was I, that's the day that I remember in the Gruppetta. Not even in the Gruppetta. I wasn't even in the Gruppetta. I was I was behind the Gruppetta. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't such a good experience. And that's exactly what I meant. It's a war story. We've all got them. Those ones that just come straight to your mind. Yeah. Well, it might have been after that stage, or it might be after a Grand Tour. It might be after one of these hard cross races. What's your cheat meal, Hino? Something you go to to let yourself loose a little bit? Uh, look, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not as. I'm. I don't, I'm not really big into chocolate or sweets or any of that kind of stuff. Actually, and in in for now, for for a year already now, I'm vegan. Are you? So, yeah. So uh, I, I, I try and eat as healthy as possible. So I don't really have a cheat meal. What um, do you consider might... a cheat meal? What's something that you you consider healthy? Maybe even having an apple for you is a cheat, is it? <laughs> no. Um, for example, you know, there's still got, you've still got like a lot of uh, soya yogurts, coconut and stuff Ooh, like that. Ooh, two soya kind of yogurts. That are, like, that are like plant-based. So... Once I get a few spoons in there, you're already 
be halfway through and you're like, oh, stuff, I might as well just finish it off. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you naughty. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody a whole, a whole swear yogurt. Maybe even two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. one of the worst ones yet. Mate, and to finish us off, what is the best thing about riding a bike for you? The best thing is that, yeah, you you decide when you train, for example. Like, you go out there, you you, you can do your loop, and it's just it's just freedom. And it's uh, you just see so much from, from the world, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I ride my bike not to get paid money. Uh, I'm, 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 you know, my hobby is my job, and it's just, it's, it's not. I, I wouldn't change it for the world, because uh, riding your bike just, you know, yeah, obviously I love it and it's my hobby, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it clears your mind. Mm. You come back, you're a little bit cooked. Uh, it just it gives you. It, it, sound, it also sounds weird, but it gives you a little bit of satisfaction. Yeah, and uh, it's a bit of a yeah, lie. I just also, oh yeah, I love it's, it's addictive. I love going out there and just smashing myself sometimes. That also sounds weird, mate. That's perfect. Well done. Thanks very much for being on Talking Luft, but also thanks for being on the big pod last week, um, mate. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the next race and looking forward to watching Flunder and Cross tomorrow. Going to be a big day. Yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a big weekend coming up. World Cup the day after, plus a bit of training when I get yeah. the time. Perfect. In the week after the Worlds, mate. Worlds, you ready? You ready? Oh, look, I've got so much volume and fatigue in the legs. I'm a little bit... I'm not happy with my preparation, but it doesn't matter. You know, I'm still going to go there, give 100%, do my best, and uh, go up to my chair and try and get a selfie. Has there been any Aussies... (laughs) Has there been been any Aussies ride the Worlds ever? In cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There has been, yeah. Who? Uh, I don't know, but I, I remember seeing the Aussie jersey a few times at the Worlds. I mean, obviously, this year with COVID, uh, traveling to Europe is making things a little bit harder. But, I mean, even in Australia, they have their own cross league, you know? Mm. They have a, they have a lot of rides out there, and they're actually not that bad. Mate, good luck. Good luck on the weekend, and have fun the rest of the training camp. Yep, thanks. Well, that's it. First Talking Luft is done. I hope you enjoyed it. A few new questions in there. Not all of them worked as well as I hoped, but that's all right. We'll uh, mix and match them around and get something ready for the next one as well. I want to say a massive thank you for everyone out there who has purchased the caps, the Talking Luft caps. Unfortunately, this shipping has been ultra slow, and some have been very lucky getting it, but some people have just had to wait, and I'm really sorry about that is a little bit out of my hands, a little bit out of our distributors' hands as well. It comes down to your post. Um, and I don't want to use that excuse, but it is these times at the moment that has been slowing things up. So thanks again for your patience. And if you haven't already, there's a few left over there. Try and get in the last few before they sell out for the final time. Guys, until next week, thanks a lot for listening. Listening.